crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Yes, it's time once again for another Big Fake Radio Show. Joining me as always is new Larry, Kevin Jank. So you would do anything to make this podcast a hit, huh? Would you have sex with a fungi dwarf? <laughs> I did. It <laughs> is probably one of the best quotes of the movie, so yeah, good call with that one. Yeah, tonight yeah. we're going to be watching a uh, film called Vicious Lips about an all-girl rock band in the future that uh, gets stranded. I think that's what it's about. I don't know. We, we'll talk about it. It's a very intriguing film. I don't know how best. We'll, we'll get into it in a minute. Tuffy's not here. He's up playing grab ass in Michigan. Uh, we thought we had the ad booked for the show. All right. Yeah. We talk- all, all kind of things planned. <laughs> yes. We had extensive planning for the ad. I, uh, I talked to him yesterday. I'm like, hey, you want to do some fake radio tomorrow? He's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then uh, just right before the show, he messaged to say that he can't because uh, his doctor lady's home and she won't <laughs> let him do fake radio. So, <laughs> a kick in the pants. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, it's a shame when the ad has become so whipped. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Give your balls a tug already, old man. What's going on? But Ed can't do fake radio. So it's just me and Jack tonight. Next week, yep. Larry will be here. Yay, Larry. <laughs> Larry. So alert your friends and neighbors. Larry will be here, and we will recap our fantasy football draft, which is we're recording this Friday night, so uh, that draft is Sunday afternoon. And the Ed was supposed to be here. He was going to announce his first pick and everything, and it was going to be a big thing, but he can't do fake radio because his lady won't <laughs> let so he won't be here. Well, I guess it's up to you to to announce his first pick. <laughs> yeah, he he told me he's taking Christian McCaffrey. I don't know if he is or not, but we'll see. Because uh, he's a crazy old man and he'll do nuts, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yesterday he told me he's taking Christian McCaffrey. Tonight he told me he's taking Brock Purdy, but I don't think that's true. I think he's taking Christian McCaffrey number one. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> now uh, we should probably put side bets on. Do you think yeah the Ed will uh, know how to sign into Yahoo? To do the draft, I, I doubt that. He's probably doesn't sound there. likely, no. Didn't he not sign in like most weeks last week or last year? So, Yeah, so if he doesn't sign in in time to do the draft, he'll end up taking Justin Jefferson. I think he's the number one <laughs> ranked player. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm debating what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah. Well, no you don't one know listens. what's going to happen ahead of you. So, yeah. <laughs> well, no one listens <laughs> to the show. So we can tell you my strategy here, Jank, because I know you're a, you're a football fanatic. You follow the oh, NFL very closely, yeah, and diagrams and charts. So the the plan here is: last year I had Justin Jefferson. He's the number one guy, you know, ranked at wide receiver and everything, and he was great for me, except until he wasn't. Uh, in the big championship game, he had one catch for 15 yards. So he's dead to me. All right, I really don't want to. I don't know if I want him back <laughs> on my team this year. You know. So even if the ad doesn't take him, you're just going to pass. Probably. Uh, like, I was just going to make – the original idea was, well, the, the the two highest rated players are Justin Jefferson and uh, uh, Jamar Chase. 
wide receiver for Cincinnati. And then Christian McCaffrey is third. So uh, I was just going to let the Ed pick whatever he wanted. And if he went Justin Jefferson, I was just going to take Jamar Chase. And I was going to load up on wide receivers early. And But if he took – the Ed told me yesterday he was taking Christian McCaffrey, but his second choice was Jamar Chase. So I was like, all right, well, I'll take Justin Jefferson. But I'm, I'm debating on this. Uh, there's this rookie running back named B. John Robinson, and he was drafted to Atlanta. And I don't know. I just have a hunch that he's going to have a huge year. And uh, there's all kind of people saying, ah, he may not get all the touches he needs. Their coach is kind of a dummy. But I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I got a hunch about this guy. And then he, I also found out he has his own brand of mustard. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, he's Dr. B- mustard. He's stealing Dave, Dave's bit. Yeah. Bijan's uh, Dijon has his own brand oh, of mustard. Goodness. And he's got these commercials where he does mustard commercials and he's sitting in a lounge chair holding. So I'm like, well, this is comedy. Like every time he scores a touchdown, I can tweet a picture of him holding his mustard. You know, this would be great. So then uh, I was debating what to do, though. So then yesterday, I, uh, I I reached out to Dr. Mustard, and I said, Dr. Mustard, uh, does the fact that B. John Robinson has his own mustard, does that mean I should draft him second overall in my fantasy draft? And Dr. Mustard said yes. <laughs> so I think I, I, think I have to draft B. John Robinson now, second I'm overall. Rookie. Yeah, why not? Wow. Hey, uh, he's a really, he's supposed to be the highest, like, uh, graded rookie running back in years and he's a can't miss prospect he looks like a stud so yeah i, I usually draft wide receivers early but now uh, i was way ahead of the the pack doing this years ago i was doing this now it's called a, a zero rb strategy and everyone's uh clinging to it like uh, for dear life like this is the only way you should draft now and i started it all decades ago <laughs> and uh, people laughed at me but now that everyone else is doing it i kind of know i don't want to do it <laughs> you know, I, I want to go running backs. Now you go all running backs. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just Nothing but running backs. I, I never like to be with the crowd. So if everyone starts doing what I'm doing, I don't want to do it anymore. So we'll figure it out. Yeah, if everyone started watching Check It Out, you'd be off. <laughs> I totally <laughs> haven't. So I did watch Check It Out some more this week. I went back to Check It Out. And uh, also one night this week I put on a show called uh, uh, It's a Living. I've talked about it before on here. But it's about a, a fancy restaurant at the top of a hotel, and it's about like that five female waitresses up there, and uh, there's a sleazy lounge singer and like the 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 lady who hosts the restaurant or whatever, and then uh, the cook. But uh, it just focuses on the lives of these five waitresses. And again, it was another one of those shows that was on when I was a little kid, and then went to syndication and everything. And so it was nice to uh, like. Do you know who Ann Jillian is? Uh yeah, the name sounds familiar. She's a real foxy blonde. Uh, Do you ever see Mr. Mom? Yes. She was the was like sexy the neighbor. neighbor. Was trying to seduce him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. she was one of the stars of the show. So it's uh, good seeing her. And all the waitresses are, you know, foxy and whatnot. So uh, you know, not the best show, but I put it on when I fall asleep too. Lately, though, the last couple of nights, nothing but fantasy football prep. I put on <laughs> fantasy football. <laughs> wow. To fall I am so into fantasy football this year. Like last year, I didn't prep at all for the draft, and it showed. It was the worst fantasy draft I've ever had in any sport ever. <laughs> and you still was, made it to the final somehow. <laughs> yeah, but I had to really rally, you know, during the season. Yeah. Uh, do I made a couple of big trades and whatnot. But uh, so this year, I'm pr- I'm preparing. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so naturally, so you listen I'll have to these podcasts just to find out what people are doing, so you can then do the opposite. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but but so now the Ed's at home with his lady listening to this, and he's going to draft Bijan Robinson, and it's going to screw up my whole plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gave away the ghost. 
if he were to do that, I probably would just take Justin Jefferson and just go with that. <laughs> uh, Even though he has no condiments to his name. <laughs> you have your own mustard. You you need to be a first-round pick. <laughs> There's nothing better than that. Yeah, it's pretty John, good. It's almost, it's almost like they have a Charmin bear on their team. <laughs> oh, that would be the best. And I think uh, one of his little taglines there is, I'll break, how does he put it? This mustard will break the ankles of your mouth. <laughs> I like it. I don't understand it, but I like it. I'll break the ankles of your mouth. <laughs> All right. Don Draper himself must come up with that one. Yeah, so I'm very excited <laughs> to post this pictures of him and his mustard all year. <laughs> that and Ch- yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Hard so to that. At least you're going to have fun. I don't know yeah, that's what we're going games, for. But. Yeah, we're going for the comedy. That's all we're going for. <laughs> we'll see. All right, so that's the – yeah, Larry will be here next week. We'll recap the whole draft, and uh, it'll be a swell time. And I told Larry he can pick the movie next week. All right. Uh, we'll see what he comes up with. But, uh, yeah, this week I was looking. I was struggling, Jank, trying to find a movie to watch. I know. It's getting harder. I, I wanted to find something football-related for the the start of the NFL season. So right away I thought, oh, uh, what about uh, the replacements with Keanu Reeves, you know? Because uh, I've never seen that. Yeah. But apparently uh, all the streaming, it's all behind paywalls and stuff. And I'm not paying $3 to watch a Keanu Reeves movie. Then uh, I considered uh, something called Unnecessary Roughness, which I remember from my youth. And uh, it's, it's basically about Scott Bakula of Quantum Leap fame. And he goes back yeah. to college to play football. He's going to quarterback a football team because he still has some years of eligibility left, even though he's like in his 40s now, you know. But he wants to go back and play. And uh, I, I seem to recall Kathy Ireland was the field goal kicker on the team. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think Sinbad was in it. Oh man, <laughs> uh, most nineties yeah ever. But again, no uh, free streaming available, so that's out. Yeah. And uh, like, there's a North Dallas Forties, a great movie about football from the seventies, and that again wasn't available anywhere. Um, the longest original longest yard with uh, Burt Reynolds that would have been pretty yeah. good, but. That's yeah. not around anywhere. So, yeah. yeah, I'm like, all right. Well, then I saw uh, Point Break was on Tubi. Another Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze movie there. And yeah. I have never seen it. And, yeah, I find. I mean, I would find that shocking, but you haven't seen so yeah. many actual good movies. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> good mainstream movies. Good mainstream yeah. movies. Good obscure yeah. movies. I've seen them all. But good mainstream <laughs> movies. Personal <laughs> shopper like 40 times, but... <laughs> <laughs> this goes back to the whole wide receiver thing. Yeah, if everyone else is doing it, I ain't doing it. Uh, so I've never seen Point Break, and I, I asked you if you wanted to watch it. I didn't – I'll figure it out. Jank probably never saw Point Break, you know? Jank <laughs> seems like a classy fella, a man of culture. But, no, you've seen it. And you said it's a fun oh, yeah. on time. But right. I didn't want to make you watch a movie you've already seen again. And uh, it's also I, – I noticed uh, it's like two hours long. What the hell? Yeah, it's a long one. Yeah, he spends some time undercover, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to watch a two-hour Keanu Reeves movie. <laughs> the hell? And then I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers are in it. I'm out. 
Uh, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're just kind of playing ruffians. <laughs> yeah, like a certain gang. Minimally, yeah, yeah. essentially. So I'm like, all right, I'll, we're not watching that. So then I, uh, oh, after we watched, uh, after I finished watching the movie we're watching tonight, uh, another movie popped up, uh, Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death or something like that. Oh, yeah. I think it, was it just the movie or was it the Elvira version of it? Cause I, I think saw it was that, just a movie. I started watching that one one time. Okay. But, cause it's got Shannon Tweed, Adrian Barbeau, and I'm like, this is awesome. We gotta watch this now. And I was, <laughs> I was actually making a note to watch it. And then I kept reading the cast. Bill Maher. I'm out. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll kill your wood right there. <laughs> but for this week, we're watching a movie that, uh, we almost watched, uh, probably a, a year or so ago. Yeah, and, more even. Yeah. It's been on the we, radar for a while. Yeah, we've been doing this stupid gimmick for a while now. But yeah, we had it on the list and we never got around to it. Something always came up, but it's called The Vicious Lips. And uh, again, it's about the old girl rock band in the future. And they supposedly get stranded on a planet or something on their way to a gig. And it's like, oh, this sounds great. In an hour and 20 yeah. minutes. That's Promising right. title. Promising description. Yeah, some good looking women in it. And again, an hour and 20 minutes. That's right what we're looking for. <laughs> yep. I will say it seemed longer. Seemed longer. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> Nothing seemed to be happening, so. It's not yeah. like there was wacky adventures once they got stranded. It was just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> this is it's... a weird movie, because it seemed like a lot was happening early on, and then uh, yeah. nothing happened. <laughs> and then everything Long happened all at once. A stretch for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bunch of random confusing things happened all at once. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just still not sure how this all worked itself out, but. All right, so uh, this movie came out in 1986, and there's no real st- – uh, this is on Tubi because I'm sure everyone at home is going to want to go watch this immediately. It's uh, it's on Tubi. Here's the description from IMDb. Sometime in the distant future, a fledgling band gets an opportunity for a breakthrough if they can make it in time to a faraway planet to perform in a very popular club. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's what happens. <laughs> Yeah, now you would think it would be, you know, like a road trip type thing, like a Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Keep going to different yeah. places, having weird, rack, wacky adventures along the way. But no, not really. No. Uh, the writer-director here is a fellow named Albert Pyun, P-Y-U-N. And I was looking through his uh, list of credits. He directed the Captain America movie in 1990. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> I didn't even remember there was a Captain America movie in 1990. Yeah, uh, Rembert Brown, remember? No, no, it's not him. He was earlier. Really? He was, yeah, he his Captain America movie was like in the late 70s, I think, like 79. Something around. Let me look that up. But this Captain America, like it, it was uh, the guy playing. I never even heard of the guy who was playing Captain America in this one. But um, yeah, Reb Brown, right? Yeah, that's it. Red Brown. Uh, yeah, 1979, Captain America. Two made-for-TV films. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw the one that was from 1990. Yeah, it was pretty, also very bad. Yeah, I don't know. Was that like a, uh, what's that guy? Was that a Corman production, like a Fantastic Four situation? Or was it just... Yeah, a... it could have been. It was definitely, a, it was similar to, remember that Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie? Like, it was along those lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> but I didn't really recognize anything else this guy's done. So uh, now that the cast and crew, there are some good looking women in this movie, but they've never been in anything else, which is alarming because huh. you're all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I, I, I couldn't find anything like uh, a couple of them were in like other movies that this guy did. It seems. Okay. Uh, well, but, at least I guess it's not him scaring him away from the business. Like the main uh, lady, her character's name's Judy Jetson. Where did they come yeah, up with that? Real original. Yeah. And uh, the actress's name is Drew Ann Perry, and she's very foxy. And she, uh, I think she was in an episode of Matlock, maybe. And then, <laughs> okay, she did a couple other little things, but that's about it. Then uh, there's another lady named uh, the character's name is Bree Sin. And they actually have the wrong lady here for this in IMDb, so I don't know. Huh. Because Brie was the one with the hat, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, see, they have the picture here of the foxy blonde, like, Australian girl. Oops. So, yeah, I don't know now which is which. Uh, yeah, so nobody so, cares to keep these things straight. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I forget this movie ever happened. All right, yeah, that, why even talk about these names? No one even knows who they are. <laughs> but basically the cast is a it's a four member female rock band we have uh drew ann there the uh or judy jetson she's the lead singer uh brie plays like a, a bass guitar i believe or something like that then we have uh is it whimsy whimsy with an n whimsy she's the foxy blonde australian girl and she's always wearing different wigs and stuff for for the first part of this movie, Jank, I thought there were like six or seven women in this band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh wait. Even the just... cross cutting between Judy Jetson's like old look and her new look just made it more confusing in a way. Where she's like, oh, okay, I guess that's the same girl. But, but it was really just a <laughs> whimsy wearing a bunch of wigs all the time. But yeah, I thought there were many more women in this band. And I, I was a good fifty minutes in the movie. And I'm like, wait, I think there's only four women here. And it wasn't <laughs> until they got stranded in the ship there on the other planet. You well, see yeah, a shot before them at once. Like, yeah, oh, there's only four. All right. <laughs> and uh, then there's also a uh, another girl, Maddie, I think, and she's like a tough chick. And uh, what did she play? Was she a keyboardist? Or, or I think Wendy was the keyboardist. Maybe they both were playing keyboards. I don't know. It's the future. <laughs> Everyone's playing keyboards. Use space instruments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it. Just the four of them. Then they have a manager. Uh, what, what was his? What was his name? Marty Asher. Was that his name? Uh, it sounds right. Definitely Asher something. Yeah, this guy was really uh, giving you. There's a lot of overacting in this film. A lot yeah. of, especially <laughs> early on, doing like a squiggy impression the whole time. <laughs> it's <all> like, <laughs> yeah, like the first five minutes of this film, everyone is acting their hearts out. He is, even like random people, just like the announcer at the one talent show, he was really going under. Like everyone, yeah. was, yes, they had. <laughs> the first five minutes. And then they realized what movie they were in and gave up after the first ten minutes. So uh, basically, at the beginning of this film, we open up, there's a, uh, <laughs> there's a muscular oil dude with no shirt on and pants. <laughs> and he's walking around. Real reason why I picked this movie, wasn't it? He walks to the camera, <laughs> he folds his arms, he looks around, he unfolds his arms, and then he walks back, and then the camera zooms in past him to a lady. This was a lady, right? There were several times where I thought this was a fella. Yeah, a lady. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think it was a lady, yeah. Yeah, I think tell. it was. But uh, she's some, it's some like futuristic uh, 
Kind of remind me of the lady <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> Futuristic Arthur. Or kind of like, uh, what was that? The, hung, the Hunger Games? When, uh, oh, who's that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Banks. Yes, Elizabeth Banks, where she had the crazy hats and the uh, whatever. <laughs> kind of like that kind of a lady. And apparently she's like running, she has this club called Radioactive Dreams or something, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it sounds about right. And this director, uh, writer guy, he made a film later called Radioactive Dreams. So, oh, is it yeah. a sequel? Or you just like that name so much? That you well, you know what? I, I didn't even check if it was a sequel because, but some of the same actresses are in that one though. So, hmm. wow. I, if I gave a damn, I'd look it up right now. But my tablet is literally an inch from my hand, and I don't feel like it's worth the effort. <laughs> yep, that's what most people who see this movie come away with thinking. So anyway, this lady's at her desk there, and uh, she's got some other guy who's begging her forgiveness because I guess he was supposed to book a musical act for her club, and uh, the musical act, what happened to them? They got lost along the way, or their ship crashed or something. They're like, no, nah, I don't know what happened. But uh, they're not going to make the event, so she's all mad at him. And he shoots himself in the head right in front of her because, uh, yeah, that was extreme because he's out of the business now. He's ruined. Yeah. So, so, yep. Time to kill myself. Um, it up, by the way, and Radioactive Dreams is about two young men who have learned about the world only through detective novels for 15 years. Finally emerged from a bomb shelter into a post nuclear world. <laughs> wow, sounds like the story Doesn't of my life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he shoots. It was confusing that he shot himself because he had a giant handgun. And, but then it made like a laser sound in his ear. But why didn't he just use the gun to shoot her? Like he shot yeah, himself. that would be no. good. <laughs> She's apparently so influential that even if, you know, even her death mm-hmm. won't get him back in the good graces of the business. And then uh, she has like a right hand man who's kind of like a mutant looking guy with crazy teeth. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, hey, what about uh, Marty Asher? I hear he's got a band. And this is like, like yeah. Asher. And she's like, well, Peter. And he's like, no, Marty. I don't know yeah. why that was so important to make that. Yeah. Decision. Yeah. Of course, we're supposed to know who Peter Asher is. Oh, yeah. He's very good, but not Marty. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? <laughs> so now we cut to Marty Asher and we see him. He's in the alley, in an alley, uh, clinging to a lady's foot, like trying to beg her to stay. And, uh, she's beating him up because she's his, she's his lead, lead singer. And what's her name? Ace something? Yeah. Ace. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Yeah, it comes Judy Jetson's new name later on, but I still don't remember. It wasn't important enough. Yeah, she she's leaving the band, you know, because she's got bigger and better things to do. And he says, you can't. We have all the posters printed and everything. Uh, you can't be leaving the band. We got a, we got a gig. She's like, no, nah, you stink, Marty Asher. I'm leaving you. And she kicks him down on the, in the dirt there. And they, Peter Asher. Yeah, <laughs> he's a way better manager. <laughs> and he's in the alley, you know, in the puddles and the dirt and everything. And she leaves him there. And then we hear like a crash off screen, and I guess yeah. she died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They basically treat it as oh she died, but no one ever checks on her, so it's like oh is she dead? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because they just like walk in, and uh, then the rest of the band's like, hey Marty, we need a voice for yeah, our we band. We only got an hour. For the they gig. don't say singer. They never said singer. They said we need a yeah. voice. That was weird. I guess it's the future. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, all right, well, I got to go find us a voice real quick. And he sees a, he finds a flyer in the alley for a talent show. And he's like, oh, I'll go to that talent show. And when you know it, the first person he sees at the talent show is this really good looking girl, you know. 
But she's kind of yeah. dr- dressed like a uh, like the nineteen fifties Bobby Soxer kind of girl. She seems real sweet and innocent when she mm-hmm. talks. She's like, oh, oh, you know, a little light, uh, frilly voice kind of thing. And then when she sings, she has a very deep, resounding voice. Yeah. Very- <laughs> Almost sounded like a dude. <laughs> but she's was, quite the uh, singer. Yeah. Lady. She never sings uh, like that again later on when she joins the band, but. <laughs> yeah. I think they had, uh, I looked up who actually was doing the singing, because there's no way this, this girl who's no. Miss Foxy can sing this good, you know? So, yeah. uh, apparently, uh, her name was Susie Sod, S-A-A-D, like Brandon Sod of uh, the NHL. Uh, Susie Sod and, oh shoot, she had a band, Susie Sod and the, fuck, I can't remember, The Extreme, we'll say The Extreme, that's not it, but that's what it is. <laughs> Alright, and, uh, so, yeah, she's the one doing the vocals. It's not actually Drew Ann Perry or whatever her name was. But um, she's oh, quite the singer. Shattered. Yeah. And then because I looked at the soundtrack, I found the soundtrack listing on IMDb, <laughs> and that's where I found her. But I, I think there's there's like two different ladies doing singing there. So maybe one of them sang that part, and then Susie yeah, Sod did the other. must have. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> how'd, you feel about the, how'd you feel about the opening theme song for this movie? Uh, it didn't grip me very much. Uh, I thought the song they ended with was a little bit better. Lunar Madness? Yeah, Lunar Madness was okay, but that opening song, I don't know, maybe it's just my, it was something about like living your dreams or something like that, and I was just like something, yeah, chasing your dreams, living your dreams yeah (laughs) (laughs) something along those lines something about your dreams just dying would be more (laughs) up my alley (laughs) You're telling me your dream wasn't be doing a fake radio show on a Friday night to literally the amusement of dozens? <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, because I figured this movie would be right up your alley because it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's from the 80s and all the girls are like uh, big hair like the 80s and you love 80s music and everything. So I'm like, oh, this is Jank's going to love this. I know. You'd think I would have, but it, none of these songs were killer workout, uh, you know, or whatever that movie <laughs> was. I can't remember if that was Death Spa or Killer Workout. Yeah, killer they workout. all bleed yeah. together at this point. <laughs> They're so similar. And, but uh, those are some so, good songs. So uh, he finds his voice right away. He's like, all right, girl, you're with us now. Uh, you're Judy Jetson. Come on, I got a gig for you. And she just goes with a stranger she meets, and uh, yeah. off they go, and uh, she meets the band and they got to go perform right away. They no rehearsal, no nothing, but if she knows Somehow the songs. She knows the songs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knows all the lyrics. And, uh, they dress her up in like a, uh, you know, big hair 80s girl outfit and everything. And mm-hmm. when they're waiting to get on stage, she's standing there next to Brie, the lady in the hat there. And, uh, someone, th- <laughs> they're in like some rough and tumble bar. And the guy just turns around and throws something and hits her right in the face with it. I couldn't what it was. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he was pulling a Migs in Silence of the Lambs there or what. I, I don't know what that means. What <laughs> oh, that? yeah. You'll have to watch that movie. I did. Larry made me watch it. Man. <laughs> this is the whole uh, Mulholland Drive situation. He made me watch, oh. like, uh, we had that list of movies we had to watch or something, you know? And, and I, 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 was that with this or something else? I don't know. I know Larry made me watch Silence of the Lambs, and it fucking stunk. I didn't like it what? at all. Yeah, yeah I thought it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Jodie Foster's accent was abysmal. I don't know what she was doing. It was so <laughs> terrible. I mean, I could see some complaints there, but it doesn't ruin the movie for me. It ruined it for me. It ruined it. I didn't like it. Um, and uh, so that, but he never watched Mall on Drive. This son of a bitch. Here we are, twenty some years later. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, uh, so why does he throw in, in Silence of the Lambs? Oh, that was when, uh, the first time, uh, Clarice goes to see Dr. Lecter and then she's leaving. She's walking by multiple MIGs. Oh, and someone's Spider-Man off and then he just <laughs> Spider-Man's her basically. All right. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good time. That's where the Ed learned it. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, they, they play their gig. And again, this, uh, Judy Jetson, now they're calling her Ace, you know, the, cause the manager's like, we're just going to call you Ace. Uh, cause Judy Jetson's not going to work. You know, it was a cartoon many years ago. We can't oh, be on the posters. Yeah. It's already, everyone will love it. So, uh, she's now singing and she's dynamite, you know, she's great. And yet the other band members don't seem too excited that she's such a good singer. <laughs> they just like, no one even it's also very job. nonplussed by the fact that yeah they she didn't know these songs ten minutes ago and somehow <laughs> knows them all like that would be the greatest feat I've ever seen anyone do yeah. in my life. but like if I had a band non-plus. I have no musical talent whatsoever but if I had a band and uh, our lead singer just died in an alley accident and we need a new <laughs> lead singer and this girl shows up who's really hot and a great singer mm-hmm. I would be like holy hell. This is a gift from God. What a, you were so good. Thanks for helping us out. Yeah, (laughs) you really saved the day. Good job, buddy. But she never, no one ever says anything to her. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, uh, you should probably, I mean, I guess we'll let you come with us in case you can't find somebody else, but we're going to try to find somebody else. We need a real singer. (laughs) That was Maddie, like the tough chick who, uh, I guess she's a guitarist. I can't remember. But yeah, she pulls her aside. I, now, what was that about? Was it just because she was jealous that this girl's so good and she kind of? Because then there's like they'd be cutting in flashbacks yeah. and stuff of like she would. I think they showed the old because there's a clip of I guess it was the old singer walking out and saying uh, your band is shit or something. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't the new girl. So why is she mad at? Yeah, maybe she's just been burned by singers, so she can't trust any singers ever again, essentially. But yeah, maybe. But, but yeah, the other, you just get some other girl off the street, and it's gonna be better than this one. Like, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Yeah. So the other two girls in the band, the uh, foxy Australian chick and the girl with the hat, they <laughs> they never mention anything to the new girl. Like, oh, you're so good. They don't say a goddamn word to her, and so it's all very strange. Yeah. And, uh, and Maddie's just like, I got a bad feeling about her. And she's like, well, she seems pretty nice so far. But then she does kind of spin out for no real reason later on. <laughs> yeah. The movie gets very point. confusing towards yeah. the end. <laughs> All right. So uh, they go off on this gig. They Oh, well, when they get backstage, Marty says, I just got a call from that crazy lady uh, with the hat, uh, Maxine, I think her name is. And she's this big, you know, everyone knows Maxine in this club. And they're like, we got a gig there. So the Foxy Australian girl's like, oh, my God, this is so great. I can't wait to go. Everyone's all excited. Like, this is our big break. This is our big break. We just got to get to her club at some faraway planet, you know. No problem. There are spaceships in the future. We'll take a spaceship. So everyone's excited. And they say, all right, the new girl, you can come along, too. And uh, then they get on their ship. Now, there was a scene at this point where it's like there's guys talking, and they say there's a killer, and he murdered 5,000 women. Uh, but he, we're going to keep him in a titanium cell on the ship, so there's no way he can get out. Do you remember this? Uh, you know what? I think when you mentioned the titanium cell, some of that came back to me, but other than that, not really, no. And they say, were well, you sure he can't get out? And he's like, nah, he can't get out unless there's a crash or something. 
But even if there's a crash, so what? You know, we'll be dead anyway. Who cares if there's a crash? So I thought, I thought they meant that the, the crazy killer was on the ship that they were taking. Yep. Like that. That makes sense. And then when they crash, the killer escapes and then the killer hunts him down. So now we're getting like a horror movie out of this, you know? Yeah. Turns out like the hills have eyes, basically, kind of. But is that what happened? Because I don't think that is what happened. No, I don't. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, not sure anything actually happened. Um, there is a guy chasing her at one point, but he's just working for that Maxine lady, just trying to help out, I guess. Yeah, and he looks like a mutant guy with the crazy teeth, like her right hand man guy. But yeah. it's like a not the same guy, I don't think. But. Uh, but when they crash, the ship crashes, they're flying through some dangerous part of space, and the special effects are fantastic. <laughs> and uh, they run into a meteor or something, and they crash, and it's like a desert planet, like Tatooine or something. Star Wars reference for Tuffy. Shout out, Tuffy. Doing it. And, like, the, the new singer, the Judy Jetson girl, she's looking out the window of the ship after it's crashed, and she sees, like, that crazy, like, that same crazy guy out in the sand, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, there's a guy out there in the sand. And uh, no one else, whenever anyone else goes to look, he's gone. But so if he's out in the sand, he's clearly not in that titanium cell in the ship. <laughs> yeah, unless he got flung, you know, he got ejected out of it. Because then they show someone punching through a window. And it seemed like that crazy guy came into the ship from outside by he punched out a window. But then he was locked in the baggage area of the ship. Because remember yeah, they had to like go punching. He's like trying to punch his way out. So, but that seems cr- like because at one point he's staring at the Judy Jetson through the the cockpit glass. Mm-hmm. So you think if he wanted to punch his way in, he would just go through that. Yeah, that he doesn't. Sense. He goes in through the back baggage. I. This is all. None of it makes any fucking sense. No, no, this this whole thing was shot more like a music video than an actual movie, uh, but not even like a good one. And, and while they're crashed on this planet, they're trying to figure out how to their communicators down. So Bree, the girl with the hat, is going to try and fix the communicator, but she needs her tool bag, and she's like, "Hey, can you go get us back in the baggage?" So the new Judy Jetson goes back to, and that's where she they hear that someone's in the baggage area. They think it's just like a rodent or something or some sort of an animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so they go about their business, but they just don't open up the baggage area. And then they make Marty go out in the desert to try and find help. They're like, all right, Marty, you got to go. You're a fella. You can go do this. We're going to stay here. And they boot him out into the desert. And at some point, Marty finds two smoking hot blondes and barely dressed. <laughs> They're wearing like tissue paper. <laughs> yeah. No, I assume this was like a mirage. Like that's what I thought as well. Yeah, yeah, it had to be right. <laughs> but then, yeah. but then there's a scene where they cut back to him periodically. Then there's a scene where the two girls are like topless now, and they're trying to make sweet, sweet love to him in the sand. But then they they get like zapped in the back with something, and they pass out and fall on the. That's not what happens in a mirage. <laughs> like you don't <laughs> usually. So he's got some weird fantasies. Again, just another confusing aspect of this whole film so anyway while the girls are back on the ship trying to uh just wait for marty to get help or trying to get the communicator running again you know they're just talking and stuff and uh that's where the the foxy blonde australian girl she does the line about uh because uh, judy jetson says what would you do to be i'll do anything to get famous and and she says the line that jank 
used to open the show, would you sleep with the fungi elf or whatever? Yeah. And, sure. <laughs> and then she's like, no, gross. And then the, the foxy Australian's like, yeah, well, I did. It was a low <laughs> moment for me. That was pretty funny. I liked that. I thought that was good. There's a couple of funny moments in here, I thought. Yeah, there was a moment earlier where there was like some female bouncer who just like went on a like a streak of calling somebody like a slut or something. It was funny, but I couldn't understand half of it. Yeah, I don't even remember that. <laughs> so, but this blonde, she's like uh, all drugged out and she's kind of uh, feeling like she's getting old, you know, because she's got to be, I don't know, 27. She looks so old, but um, she's feeling real sad about herself and she's always high and stuff. And, uh, and she's always changing wigs too, you know, always looks like a different lady. So that's her gimmick. And then Maddie, now why does Maddie, she gets mad at, uh, Judy Jetson there because Judy Jetson wrote something down on a piece of paper. What was that about? <laughs> uh, I think she got mad because, uh, Judy Jetson was reading her songs. Like she was writing songs and. Uh, Judy Jetson was like, oh, some of these are pretty good. We should sing these. And she's like, Get, don't you touch my songs. I'll never then, let you sing them. But then later, like Judy Jetson, she writes down something on a piece of paper, like a contact or something. She said, she said later it's a contact. And Maddie got all mad. Like she said she double crossed them. So was she like, she found a yeah, name yeah, for yeah. a promoter or another, but where, where did she find that? Yeah, you're on a ship with a, a crazy guy and you're one promoter. Like, <laughs> who are you getting this information from? So I guess Maddie saw it as she's already trying to get out of the band. You just met this girl like half hour ago. Yeah, and you just told her she can't be in your band. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, no, 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 we're going to get a real singer, not you. So right. I think she's justified in wanting to leave. Now, I have a theory about all this. We'll get to it at the end when we're done talking about this. All right, so, uh, again, the girls are just waiting on the ship. Nothing much is happening. The, the Foxy, uh, um, the, the other funny moment, I thought, was when Maddie's yelling at Judy Jetson, like, you're, you're trying to backstab us. We, you're trying to go some with a different band. And she, uh, she, she's like, you can't sing for us anymore when we get there. And she's like, well, you can't do that. The other band members are going to want me to sing. And she's like, oh, yeah. So she gets that Foxy Australian who's all passed out, and she lifts her up to her feet. And she says, hey, do you want me to sing for you in the band? She goes, yeah. And then she just throws her back down. I thought that was pretty <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, so then they're trying to say we can't use any energy or power because we're trying to fix this communicator. So don't you can't take an electron shower. That'll sap the uh, the power. Yeah. So no showers. And that Australian really wants to take a shower. And like, no, nah, you can just stink for a day. Don't worry about it. No showers. <laughs> but when did you know it? Winsy, she goes and takes a shower. Uh, oh. We don't see her naked, though. Right. But yeah. Nope. Uh, it's, it's an electron shower. So this, again, the special effects are dynamite in this movie. <laughs> and wh- while she's showering, the other girls go to go get her because they're mad because she's wasting power by taking the shower. The crazy mutant guy who is in the baggage area pops up through the floor of the shower. And he starts chasing them. And they lock themselves yeah. in a room again. It's kind of like Shockma. As long as they're behind a door, <laughs> they're safe. But Judy Justin does not get behind the door. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, this is where things get dicey for me because I wasn't paying as <laughs> close of attention as I should have been, you know. Yeah. I was uh, busting gems. I was actually reading up on this movie trying to figure out, trying to do some scholarly research if I could see any of these girls anywhere else. But then, uh, so what 
from your perspective, Jenk, what happens now? <laughs> this is where. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, Judy Jetson gets chased uh, kind of out into the desert, from what I remember. Um, and she's found by a, a group of, like, kind of mutants or, like, zombie people, it seems like. Um, they're, like, living in the desert. They're kind of downtrodden and look all gross and, and stuff. And uh, they kind of take her in. They're all trying to eat her. And then the mutant shows up again, and they're like, oh, it must be your boyfriend. And, like, they kind of scatter. Uh, and eventually she's found by the... Maddie, the tough chick. Yeah. Well, no, she's found by, uh, like, the the the, the singer that died. Like, the real... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, it, whatever it, her name was. The real... Ace. ace. Yeah, the real ace. Like, like, hey, you stole my name. Like, you can't yeah. take my place. Her skin's green now. She looks like a little zombified or whatever. And, yeah, they start fighting. And she's like, you took my name. And she has a knife. And she's like, I didn't mean to take your name. I don't want to be a star or whatever. (laughs) And But she's hallucinating all this because then she wakes up. She's on her hands and knees crying. And then Maddie comes in and finds her, Mm -hmm. the tough chick. And and she's like, oh, Maddie, I'm so sorry we fought, you know. And uh, Because Maddie says, we're a band. We stick together. Again, this is a girl you just met like a couple hours ago. (laughs) And uh, you're the one who told her you didn't want her in the band as well. So yep. you're like, it's about loyalty. You'll never understand. Now get out of our band. And like then that would, like, oh, yeah, we're like in a band, so we're lo- loyal to you. That would have been a great moment about band loyalty and friendship and everything if it was in a different movie. But in this movie, <laughs> it made no sense because yeah. they didn't have a band. They weren't loyal to each other. Oh, it's all strange. <laughs> And the whole, like, let's have, like, Judy Jetson become, like, this crazy diva that wants to go off on her own. She's done one gig, like, makes no sense. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of forgot something. Uh, While they're on the ship, at some point, Judy Jetson gets a little bit high with the the Foxy Australian girl because she's smoking some sort of futuristic drug. And Mm -hmm. Judy Jetson does a little bit of it. And from that point on, she started acting a little weird. Yeah. She, She really wasn't acting like herself. So uh, that space PCP. Yeah. Like she was playing gags. She was acting like she was being, uh, like she was an aliens and an alien was coming out of her belly at one point. Remember that? <laughs> and they're yeah. all mad at her for that. And she was acting. And, and then after she got high is when she found, she did the contact thing with the paper trying to backstab or whatever. So maybe she was, this was all just a drug induced haze for, for her. But anyway, so Maddie finds her in the, Desert. They're like inside some uh, tent area. I don't know, like out of tissue paper. This whole pink thing and it's very strange. And Maddie finds her, and then just as they're being friends again, the mutant guy comes in and he grabs Maddie. And then Maddie tells Judy Jetson, "Get back to the ship. Get back to the ship." So Judy Jetson leaves. And what happens then? She just wakes. uh, I don't know. Yeah, then she wakes up again, and the mutant guy turns into, or he's like, he's like a normal guy now, and he's like, oh, hey, you're safe now, but then he turns into the mutant guy. And isn't she dressed like her 50s Bobby Soxer outfit again? I think That's so, big, yeah. And she's like in an elevator with that right-hand man of Maxine with the crazy teeth, and mm-hmm. she looks up and says, you're ugly, and he says, yeah, you're ugly too, or whatever. And then she <laughs> she leaves the elevator, and then there's Marty Asher, who the last time we saw was in the desert. With two yep. fox topless blondes on top of him, and he got zapped in the back. And he's like, "Come on, you're going to be late for the show." And then another one of the band members grabs her other arm. I can't remember who it was. And like, "Yeah, come on, we're going to be late." And she's like, "I don't want to be a star. I don't want to be a star." 
and they drag her out on stage and she looks awesome at the end here with her that haircut she had there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and she sings uh in eighties as it was before. It's kind of more or less like a like a yeah, I don't know. Very like sleek. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Pat Benatar kind of look. Yeah. But she looked awesome. And then she's singing uh, Lunar Madness, the big uh, closing song. And they're mm-hmm. and it's, it's killing. Everyone's loving it, you know, and they're at this Maxine's club. And uh, the movie ends. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's it, right? Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. There's very – I mean, you think being stranded on this island would lead to a lot more than, than it did, but it really didn't. I think most of it was just some weird drug-induced fever dream she was having. Yes. So. I think that I think this is a David Lynch situation. Yeah, I, yeah, I like, guess you're right. I think we were watching this film thinking it's a terrible little uh, goofy movie like we're used to watching, when actually it's high art. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even that to be fair, that was maybe ten minutes of the movie, so it's like yeah, it's that's just a weird thing to be like, oh, this ten minute sequence is a dream. Let me ask you this: what what if? The whole thing, we're inside uh, Judy Jetson's dream the entire time, and mm-hmm. that she was a steel all along. Uh-huh. And when we see her hallucinating in the desert about a steel and her fighting, a steel was actually her. It's her other yeah. persona that she created, and she's like, "I don't want to be a. I didn't want to steal your name. I didn't want." And like this manager and everyone is making her be a steel, the singer. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to be. So the whole movie is just a so dream. The real Ace Steel is at like this crossroads where she's trying to figure out whether she should leave the band or not. But yes. she has this dream that kind of convinces her, oh, I shouldn't do that. Yes. And so when you see at the beginning of the film when Ace Steel is leaving Marty, that's her dream as well. She's And then she's thinking mm. of her more innocent self, like what she used to be. and uh, we, But she got corrupted. Because like, like even the cut in scenes at the beginning when Maddie first meets her and you see kind of like Ace Steel walking away, say, I don't want to be in your shit band. I think that's even a memory like of something she had said to Maddie earlier. So then in her dream, Maddie's not liking her. And then like when she finds the contact on the ship, that's actually something that happened in her real life. Okay. Or, yeah. So it, if you look at it through that perspective, I think this could be a great movie, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No. Yeah. Well, I, even if that's even if you look at it that way, it still was not an enjoyable experience on any level. So <laughs> I have to give it, you know, some deductions for that. But yeah, it, it seems like that may have been what they were going for. Like this is a David Lynch situation. Like everything means something else, you know. And you have to. Yeah. So I guess what's the point of the side adventure for you know Asher and his two ladies in the yes. desert? Why is she losing that part of it? <laughs> I'm not saying that this is what happened. I'm saying it could have been. Like, if you look at it like this, uh, this is how I had to rationalize True Detective, too. Like, I, the ending was yeah. so bad, I had to figure out a way that the ending wasn't so shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe this movie is doing something like that. Like, just pretend David Lynch directed, and you're like, oh, this all makes sense. But no, no. <laughs> I don't know if it does. I don't know if it does. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a stretch, yeah. but I like it. It's an interesting theory. <laughs> yes, I, I think it's this movie something to go off of. Yeah, I wanted to read up on it, but yeah, there's nothing on the internet about this movie. <laughs> like it's, there's <laughs> nothing. So. 
People no. collectively just gave up on it. Even like the IMDb trivia section, it's just like, uh, this movie didn't get a video release until 2013. All right, thanks. <laughs> that's, that's the trivia. Uh, so yeah, Vicious Lips. What do you think, Jank? On a bad movie scale, what do you think? Oh man, uh, I think I can't really give it more than a three. I mean, it oh, has some good looking ladies. Um, <laughs> none of them get naked. None of them get naked. No, no, just the, those two hallucinatory ladies. Uh, they get topless, but that's about it. Um, they're really, the plot was pretty oh. much non-existent. <laughs> oh, Jack, there's also a, at the beginning of the film, when they're going to that first club, they show them outside. There's a poster on the wall and there's some people, uh, milling about the poster. There's a lady with three boobs, exposed boobs. Oh, wow. From like total recall total situation. Recall, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of see that as well, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the plot, I, again, the only thing that makes this movie make sense is if it's a David Lynch fever dream situation from the beginning. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, because yeah, they, they, the whole thing about the crazy guy on the ship trying to kill him, none of that makes sense. And none of it connects to what was going on logically. And, um, like that could have yeah. been. A, so if there was no guy movie. on the ship, then I guess that would have to be a dream, right? Because like, what was the point of any of this? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, I, again, I think it's all a crazy fever dream. That's all it is. Yeah. And it's about her trying to uh, come to grips with the fact that she's now a star. She's now a steel or whatever her name is. <laughs> no, that, that guy's a wrestler, I think. But um, she's uh, trying to come to grips with who she is, and she doesn't want to be a star. She wants to be a star. So this is all her imagination playing out the scenario. And at the end, they play the big gig, and uh, yeah, she's gonna make it. Because yeah. again, the, when the movie starts, she's a sweet, innocent girl, and then when she's having the conversation with the Australian uh, Wednesday there, and she says, "Yeah, I would do anything to make it." That's not really what it seemed like at the, at the beginning. You know, it seemed like she was. Yeah, it was so, a very quick uh, transition yeah. there. So I think uh, that's her in her mind going through her. The, uh, the, her career already, like what's happened in the past, like she's remembering, oh yeah, I did make that decision at some point and I did do anything to make it. Holland Drivey, for sure. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so all right, listeners, uh, why don't you go and watch, uh, Vicious Lips and let us know what you thought. <laughs> Put it down in the comments. Yeah. No one, no one. <laughs> but, uh, so I don't know. From that perspective, again, the, the girls are, uh, at least two of them are really good looking. And uh, she's a heck of a singer, this lady. And um, I don't know. If I look at it from that perspective, I, this might be high art. So <laughs> I'm going to give it. <laughs> so on a good movie scale, you're going to give it a 10. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to give it a six. We're going to go with a six. Because it's, okay. it's, it's so interesting. Like, it, it could just be terrible. Or it could be very yeah, that's interesting. That's what I'm leaning toward, yeah. <laughs> so, let's represent both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> so, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, the glass half full view of maybe this was amazing. Like, we just actually, are too stupid to realize it. This could actually be very fascinating. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. But if it was, if that's what they were going for, yeah, we got to tighten some stuff up. You know, we got to yeah. tighten some shit up. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. Like, were they ever even stranded? I, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, like, they, yeah. My theory is no, they were never stranded. They were never. Yeah. Stranded. It was all, it was all just her dream, and she just kind of wakes up. But then she just wakes up in the elevator with that guy. I don't know. Yeah, none of it. Yeah, there needs to be some t- fine tuning. 
you know? Yeah. Like, this is the first draft. It comes to me, and then I'll edit it and fix it and then send it back to him. And then we'll make a movie. But um, I don't know. It's pretty good. But uh, <laughs> there it is. Vicious Lips. See it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. You'll love it. It's on TV. Will you? <laughs> <laughs> Just go, to, like, that. just go to the end and watch her sing Lunar Madness. She was great. <laughs> I gotta say, like, I mean, it's it was no Purple Rain at the end of Purple Rain, where you're like, oh, this is a killer performance. Like, no. Nah. Yeah, well, she's way foxier than Prince. <laughs> Taller than Prince, too. Yeah. All right. Pocket. So there it is, Vicious Lips. Next week, Larry will be here, and it'll be a Larry's pick. Like a like a jeans pick. That's a, that's a Seinfeld reference. You know a jeans pick. If I say that, did you ever get to that part? Of uh, might have. It's the episode where uh, uh, Kramer, uh, Kramer's worried about going into a coma, and uh, Jerry's <laughs> taking tennis lessons, uh, or he uh, he buys a racket because he thinks this guy's a great tennis player, and uh, but then he finds out this guy stinks at tennis. <laughs> And the guy has a very foxy uh, European girlfriend, and he wants her to sleep with Jerry, so Jerry won't tell anyone that he's terrible at tennis and ruin his reputation. And uh, and Elaine is at a movie, renting movies, and uh, she likes this one guy. I can't remember who it was. David, maybe. But all the employees have their picks of movies to watch. And this one guy likes all these fancy art house films, kind of like Vicious Lips, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's always like, because she wa- likes to watch those because she thinks she's classy and sophisticated if she watches those. And then there's an employee named Jean who has all kind of dopey movie picks. And uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, I don't want a Jean pick. Those are the worst. And then the guy goes, oh, I'm Jean. <laughs> she's like, oh, hey. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but then she finds out the uh, the fancy, sophisticated guy is actually just a 15-year-old. <laughs> <And> she, <laughs> She she goes to like they're having like this uh, kind of like an affair. She's in love with this image of this guy in her mind, and he asked her to show up to his house with vodka and fireworks. What <laughs> 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 she does, his mom's there. <laughs> that's pretty good. Anyway, all right. So uh, that's a, a Seinfeld memory for us. Yeah, man, you really missed out on some good Seinfeld. You you didn't get up to uh, what season did you make it to? Like four or five or something. Uh, probably about four, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that episode is like a year seven, maybe. Oh yeah, definitely nowhere near that. <laughs> That's incredible that you can remember all of the different subplots <laughs> in that one episode. I'm a TV scholar. I can I can remember anything TV related. And uh, what season <laughs> to check it out? Did you get to? Did you make it to? Season? <laughs> um. <laughs> We need to have a talk about that. <laughs> All right, Jake. So uh, what else do we have for the big show? Because we thought Ed was going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> we had lots of stuff planned Game for the Ready year. to go? Lots of stuff. <laughs> but uh, the Ed's not here, so we're kind of screwed. Did you watch anything else this week, Jake? Uh, trying to think. I don't think I really did. Uh, they did, had the last episode of Justified, um, in which at the very end, it all kind of wraps up, and then there's a scene with uh, with Boyd. The old Walton Goggins came back. Oh. And uh, they showed him, like, busting out of prison. So 
Wow. Seems so like the, that's enough for another season, I'm guessing. <laughs> so the entire re, uh, not reboot, but, uh, rejuvenation of, uh, Justified, they bring it back for an entire season of bullshit mm-hmm. nonsense just so they can show <laughs> Walter Goggins busting out of prison, which is what everyone wanted to see originally. So now it's like, ah, oh, fuck, I won't, I'm about to give up on the show, but now nah, here comes Walter Goggins. I gotta keep watching. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, I'll check out the next season now. <laughs> yeah. He's back. All right. <laughs> The only reason to watch the show, and then oh, well, there he is at the end. Damn, got to keep watching. Yeah, and Raylan like had given up, like he basically turned in his badge. He's like, I quit, I'm retiring. And then he gets like he's getting a call, basically saying that you know, Boyd busted out of prison. Oh, what's he gonna do? Yeah, Batman and Joker situation, you know. Yeah. Gotta, gotta get back. Although it's there. one of those things where it's like I don't remember Boyd being particularly hard to catch, like. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting charges to stick. That's the problem. But yeah. he's already an escape prison prisoner. So like, as soon as you get him, <laughs> I think that's going to be over. Yeah, he's kind of talking to Boyd pretty much every episode. He always knew where he was. Yeah. He's he's right there. Yeah, like he was hiding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's justified. Uh, anything else? Uh, let's see. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm watching bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Some more Boy Meets World episodes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Old Family Guy episodes I never saw. Did you see the episode of uh, Boy Meets World where Big Van Vader was on? The pro wrestler? Yeah, he was in a couple, I think. Yeah. Played uh, Ethan Suplee's dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never watched that show. But I know everyone swooned over Topanga, right? Wasn't that the Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was good looking back in the day, that's for sure. She's a big wrestling fan, that girl. <laughs> I think she, she still goes. Yeah, she still goes to like wrestling trips and stuff. Yeah, no job. Huh. Yeah. I listen to, to that podcast that, that she does with uh, Will Friedle and uh, the guy who played Sean. Yeah, I have no idea who those are. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, remember, she had that show. It was kind of like a ripoff of uh, the Soup, but uh, what was it called? Uh, Oh, yeah. Um, she was playing clips and shit. Uh, I can't remember what it was about. Daytime talk shows or I don't even know. Yeah. It had some kind of a, a twist. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's a WWE pay-per-view event uh, or a premium live event this weekend. Payback. It's in Pittsburgh. It's in Pittsburgh. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Now, I heard on the radio. It's uh, I think it's tomorrow or Saturday. And they said it's the first time uh, in Pittsburgh for a PLE or premium live event in five years. And I was at that last one with Michigan Frank. Oh, Michigan. So are you going to this one? No, Oscar's not there. (laughs) Yeah, she's in Japan. So, yeah, I think she is. No reason for you to go. I was kind of when when they first announced that it was going to be there, like she was in all the promotional stuff, the TV ads and stuff. They were showing Oscar and and usually payback. It's when people you get revenge and she lost the title. So I'm like, oh, she's probably going to wrestle EO Sky. This will be great. But no, they didn't do anything. They didn't build anything for Oscar. She's been <laughs> off TV and she hasn't really been doing anything. So, uh, yeah. and Bianca Belair is off TV. She's taking a break. Um, could be a few months, but that's good. She, she needs a rest. She was champion for a long time and that's a lot of work being champion. You always got to do the media and everything and the personal appearances. So, so uh, the champ, who's the champ right now? Uh, EO Sky. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't even think she's wrestling on this card. Uh, Rhea Ripley's going to wrestle uh, Raquel Gun- Rodriguez, though. Or is it Gonzalez? I always <laughs> oh, forget which, what her name is on the main roster. 
Rodriguez, I think, on the main roster, right? Yeah. But anyway, uh, that, that's where uh, Big Meaty Women slapping me. That's where it started. <laughs> Rhea and Raquel. I'm very excited <laughs> for that. <laughs> Big Meaty Women slapping me. Oh, you know what? I did watch something wrestling related this week. I finally went back and watched that uh, Celebrity Family Feud. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So from memory, the men's team was uh, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, uh, and The New Day, right? Uh, that sounds about right. All three members. Uh, <laughs> I don't know three. exactly who's in The New Day, but it's um... uh, Xavier Woods, <laughs> uh, Kofi Kingston, and Big E Langston. Big E. Yeah. yeah. I remember there was a Big E. Yeah. And then the ladies, you had uh, Becky was the team captain. Uh, Natalia was there. Uh, Bailey, Alexa Bliss, and Liv Morgan, right? Your team. Yeah. yeah. I got to say, after watching it, Liv Morgan may be moving past Alexa Bliss and ring. Look out. <laughs> there may be dissension. Is it because of the Ryan Cabrera uh, taint? That's, uh... No, no. It's just like, I don't know. She seemed more fun. Like, Alexa Bliss just kind of seemed like out of her element. Like, she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. She well, Liv, like Liv she really... Morgan, I don't know how she, she old she is now. She was very young when she came up to the roster. She was like 22, 23 or something. And, uh, yeah, she's a dopey young girl, basically. Uh, but now <laughs> she's a champion. She's older. So I thought she would be more mature. But yeah, she still seems a little wacky and zany, right? So, uh... <laughs> yeah, she seems like she's having a great time. So, I don't know. Her, uh, what was her name when she first came in NXT? Um, uh, her, I don't even know if this is her real name. It could be, because a lot of times they use their real name when they start. Um, oh, uh, Daddio was her last name. Daddio. Yeah. That's a real name? <laughs> I, I don't know if that's her real name. But on NXT, her last, it was like Geo, uh, I'll look it up now. I'll Google something here. I can Google <laughs> Liv Morgan. Yeah, it's not Vicious Lips, so. Hey, they released a new Liv Morgan on WWE Champions this week. I'm sure Tuffy already has her six-star silver. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gianni, uh, Gianna Daddio is her real name. Wow. That's a hell of a name. <laughs> she's, she's 29. But uh, yeah. her parents, like, come over from another country in, like, the 50s, and they just needed to pick a new name, and they're like, Daddio, they're watching a lot of like. It is great. That's an awesome name. Because I remember when she debuted on NXT, I'm like, oh, that's a fucking awesome name. Uh, I thought, but that's her actual real name, Gianna Daddio. Yeah, she's from New Jersey. So, yeah, Jersey girl. (laughs) But all right, so Family Feud. Now I know that the the fellas won, right? And uh, yeah, yeah, the women started strong. They think they got the both the first two questions. But then the points just, you know, double after that, so they were pretty much screwed after that. <laughs> yeah, that, that always seemed like a flaw in the family feud yeah. uh, thing. Like, First round, they want, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they want to make it so everyone has a chance in the final round, but at the same time, it's like, well, then why don't we just play the final round? Why don't, why yes. don't we fuck around? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, yeah, Seth and Big E did the uh, fast thing at the end, the 60-second thing at the end, right, or the 30-second thing or whatever it is. Yeah, that's right. And it, they won, right? They... they uh, yeah, it, was, it seemed touch and go. Neither of them seemed like they were doing particularly well, but somehow, I don't know, maybe because it's the celebrity one, they juice it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make sure they get the money, but I don't know. Yeah, they, they ended up getting it. I seem to recall one of the questions was like an animal you would see in a tree, right? Wasn't that one of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that was one of them. And I think Big E said cat. <laughs> and that did not get Yeah, well. which is true. I mean, I guess. Why am I going to get them out of there, but... 
Yeah, I think bird or the most, squirrel would be yeah. top of the list. Yeah, Monkey. I think Seth said squirrel maybe, and I think that that hit good. But uh, yeah, they they barely cracked the. You need two hundred, right, to to win it? I think yep. two hundred points. Yeah, they barely cracked it, and they won. So uh, good on them. Any other like memorable moments? Because I never watched it. I just saw the clip there on. Uh, but any I like other? The, I, I think that they were both playing for the same charity, so it's like, oh yeah, like what? Which Connor, I think it's Connor's cure, the one thing they do for childhood games for WWE. Doesn't yeah. So it's just bragging rights. It's just a bragging rights situation, but. Uh, yeah. Becky Lynch is looking good on there. Becky's great. Uh, yeah. I love Becky. She's the best. Pretty cool. Um, any other memorable moments? <laughs> uh, there's one of the questions that I think the women uh, got to answer was like, you know, there's a question about uh, like, what's the weirdest place you've had sex or? Oh, I know. <laughs> they were throwing out answers for that. <laughs> someone, did someone say in the butt? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, sadly, no. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. Trying to think. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. But you know, it's good to see them on there. And uh, yeah, Alexa, she's pretty pregnant these days. I think she uh, she's got to be getting close to having the baby. I believe. So <laughs> really, I thought it was only been like you know three or four months. I've lost all track of time. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think yeah. I think she's getting close. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Carmella, Carmella does nothing but post pictures of herself pregnant and half naked. So you can always keep her. <laughs> her Tuffy's going to come away with this with a weird fetish. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I just saw another picture of her today, like half naked. Uh, <laughs> right, Carmella, calm down. Uh, we get it. You're pregnant. We get it. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, so that's uh, payback is tomorrow. I don't even know what the big uh, match is besides uh, Raquel and Rhea. It's got to be a fella wrestling. Seth, oh, Seth is wrestling Nakamura, and oh, Becky's wrestling Trish Stratus. So in a steel cage, I think. Oh, so that'll. I think the feud's finally going to end. Uh, <laughs> it's been going on forever. I think it was supposed to end at SummerSlam. And they got bounced from the card, so it's been dragging on. But uh, so I think, guessing, I'm guessing we'll see Lee will pop back up, and she'll cost Trish the match or something. I don't know. We'll see. All right, so that's your wrestling update. Well, what else, Jank? You had a game that the Ed and I were going to play. Can I yeah. just play it by myself? That's how I usually <laughs> play games because I don't have any friends. Can I just do that? Well, you know what? I guess we technically could play it just me and you. Um, <laughs> well, it seems like you know the answers. <laughs> well, actually, no, no, it, oh, it's right. not that kind of a game. So, uh, so this was a game. I think Pete mentioned it when he was on that we played this all the way to uh, to South Carolina one time. Um, it was a game called Drunk Driver. Uh, oh, this doesn't sound like a good game at all. This sounds like a horrible <laughs> game. <laughs> That's just the name. Basically, we it, it came about during when we were playing a game called Drunk Quest on my cousin Nick's twenty first birthday. Uh, and like, there's a, it, it's a game where you're basically trying to give people make you know make people take drinks. Uh, but there's different ways to get there, like different activities. And the one we found that we liked the most was this categories thing, kind of like what you know the Ed and the Dave used to do basically back in the day. You, you get a category and you keep listing things until somebody can't list them. And then that person oh, yeah. first out has to drink. So we're like, this is the most fun part of this whole game. So like, let's just make a whole game full of these categories and do it that way. So that was what drunk driver was. It came out of that. 
you and Pete always making your own games. It's impressive. <laughs> Mostly Pete, yeah. That's this. This is a Pete. You know, he like, does all that. All that. Like Milt Bradley over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what I got here. Uh, there are three uh, on each card. There's a green, a yellow, and a red. Basically, they get harder as you go down. So there's like you know, green is is level one. The okay. yellow is level two, and the red is the hard question. And this ties into the drunk driving theme that you're trying to promote at the stoplight, <laughs> yes. that a drunk driver would go right through and murder <laughs> an unsuspecting family is what this yeah. is. <laughs> Essentially, yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we can, we can try this out. I won't look at the yeah. card beforehand. All right. <laughs> and then uh, after we do this, we'll take a spin around the conspiracy subreddit. So uh, that's a tease. Keep everyone interested. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, I'll let you uh, go first. You want to go with an easy one, a middle one, or a hard one? Red. All right. This will be three points if you can if you can get it. All right. Ooh, here we go. This might be. Oh, this is kind of after your era, but we'll see. Uh-oh. 90s sitcoms. <laughs> oh, no, I know 90s sitcoms, yeah. Okay. That should theoretically be in my wheelhouse. But yep. my, my wheelhouse scholar, is but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm just supposed to name 90s sitcoms, and that's. Yeah, like you go, and then I'll go, and then you go, and then I go, and then, you know. But, like, what, what about something like Seinfeld? It started in, in the 80s, technically, and then. Uh, I'm going to say if it's on in the 90s, you're good. All right, well, then we'll go Seinfeld to start off. I will go with the aforementioned Boy Meets World. <laughs> Is that a sitcom or an after-school special? What was that exactly? Boy Meets World? That was on TGIF. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. I always thought it was like an afternoon syndication thing. All right, uh, I'll go with uh, Friends, the uh, natural counterpart to Seinfeld. Ooh, yeah, good one. I'll go with Full House. I see you're going TGI Friday, so we'll <laughs> yep. go step by step just to cut you at the knees. Oh, <laughs> yes. Look at you. <laughs> I'll go with hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> uh, oh, I should well, also mention if you repeat something that somebody already said, if you, you know, try to use something again, you, you also lose. All right. Um, I, man, I, I can't remember I, if this bled into the 90s, but you know what? We'll avoid that one. We'll go with uh, 90s sitcoms. Well, my beloved, my favorite sitcom of the 90s, News Radio. Oh, sure. Uh, I will go with Frasier. Yeah, I, I guess that was uh, in the 90s. Man, my lack of time, in, or <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what is there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really hurting all of a sudden. All right, uh, 90s sitcoms. Oh, shoot. I can name three? <laughs> really? Uh, King of Queens. King of Queens started in the late 90s. So yeah. uh, home Improvement. See, again, I would think, yeah, I guess that was the 90s. Yeah, sure was. Well, there's a bunch of terrible comedies around that same, like Dave's World. Do you remember that? That was after. <laughs> Does that count? Sure. Why not? Uh, Roseanne. Oh man, Roseanne. Yeah. Wasn't that the eighties? Well, I guess that was the nineties. It was right? into the nineties for sure. Yeah. May have started late, late eighties, but. <clears throat> um, well, I mean, married with children had to go in the nineties, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
I will go with a uh, Married with Children ripoff show that I really love, Unhappily Ever After. Yeah, all right. Man, uh, what about uh, something like, uh, wow, I cannot think of 90s TV shows. The Single Guy, remember that? Oh, I'm just yeah. trying to think of like blocks that were around Friends and Seinfeld now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, sister, sister. <laughs> Wings. <laughs> Wings had to go into the 90s. Uh, yeah. Just shoot me. Holy hell, look at you. A Wendy Malick <laughs> vehicle. Yeah. Just shoot me. Oh. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I, I might I might just tap out because I'm already tired of this. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <about> to end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh living single. That was nice. There you go. Yeah, inspired about, some friends. But Martin. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> yep. Um Ninety sitcoms. You think I would know many more ninety sitcoms than this? Yeah. Uh, if it was eighties, you know, Canadian sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have it in the back. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, what was the one with uh, Brooke Shields? That was also part of that block of TV shows around Seinfeld. Oh. They rotated in a bunch of shows, and they all stunk. Yeah. Man, she was on, I was on like three or four seasons too. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. I think I might know it, but I'm not sure. That'd be, that might be a movie. <laughs> Thinking of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think of spinoffs. Uh, wasn't Jason Alexander or something called Bob or Robert? No, I don't know. Uh, all right, I, I tap out. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> all right. Calling it quits. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna go mad about you or oh. Caroline City. Oh fuck! See, once you get once you uh, recognize one show, then it's like, oh, I can do all the shows that aired around it. But yeah, I just yep. you know, <laughs> I, I, I really have no distinction between eighties and nineties in my mind. I can't put <laughs> this together. It's all just a blur, uh, <laughs> a beautiful blur. All right, all right. So there you go. Uh, I did not get three. So you get three points now. Yeah, three points for me. Son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'll we'll keep doing the hard ones. Why not? Oh, okay. 1990s album names. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Another year one, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I'm going to steal in utero. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Playing strategically. Uh, well, uh, when, when was the? Yeah, see, I can't. Again, I when did the from the Muddy Banks of the Wish come out? Is that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was nineties. All right. Yep. <laughs> uh, incesticide. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Bleach was uh, eighty nine. Incesticide would have been like. Uh, you know, they released that after Nevermind, right? They tried to cash yeah, in on old stuff. Yeah. It was like 92, I think. Um, 
All right. Well, what about the uh, unplugged Nirvana unplugged? Sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We've milked those dry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, let's go with uh, Jagged Little Pill. Oh, uh, what's her face? Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. Ten. Oh, nice. Pearl Jam. Uh, versus. Oh, gonna do Pearl Jam albums. <laughs> um. Man. Oh, shoot. Odelay. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Back. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Weezer or, you know, as it's known, the Blue Album. <laughs> but technically, it's just called Weezer. The sweater song, right? Yeah. Uh, Ill Communications. Beastie. I'll go with... One of my favorite Cure albums, Wild Mood Swings. I don't think you can do Cure albums on here. <laughs> uh, Mellow Gold. Another Beck. Yeah. I'm going to go with... Um, I had it, but I forgot. Oh, Violator. Patrick Mode's album from 1990. Uh. Uh, I think it was called Core, right? Uh, Stone Temple Pilots? Was that Core? Uh, or no? Yes, the first one I think was called, was called Core. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, we'll go with Super Unknown, Soundgarden. What about the Ritual de la Habitual, uh, Jane's Addiction? Was that 91? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. All right. Um, what about your favorite band? Uh, shit, wasn't it? I'm gonna get these. I'm gonna get them in the wrong order. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right. Uh, was, uh, Intergalactic? Was that the name of the album? Tasty Boys? Pretty sure it was. The yeah. Um. Let's see if that was the name of that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it was Hello Nasty. Oh, that's right. All right. All right, I'm yeah. out. Let's use <laughs> All right. Can we get something not year related? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should not do the red ones. <laughs> Apparently, that's where the <laughs> stuck all the year year related ones. All right, let's try yellow. <laughs> all right. Okay, here we go. Not year related. All right. Types of insects. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do something? Year Careful related? what you wish for. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, ant. <laughs> Uh, fly, cockroach, <laughs> stink bug. Yeah, we could pretty much go on forever with this, right? Like, is there a point? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to say monkey just so I lose. All right. <laughs> All right. Not a fan of insects. <laughs> All right, I will also go yellow. 
Oh no. Greek slash Roman gods. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> at least you get a choice, so you don't have to know specifically which one's Greek and Roman. <laughs> well, actually, I was a big into this when I was a kid, so yeah. I should be. I took a I class in uh, college on it, but oh wow, I don't remember much anymore. All right, so I, do you go first? I guess. Ah, uh, sure. Uh, we'll go Zeus, Ares, Hercules, Venus, Aphrodite. Well, can you do that? Aren't they? Aren't Venus and Aphrodite just uh, one's Roman, one Greek? Can you? Um, yeah, you can do it. It says Greek uh, or slash Roman god. So <clears throat> Mars, uh, Neptune, Jupiter, Triton, Poseidon, uh, Apollo, Achilles. Hermes. Uh, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Dave's world. Uh, What about, uh, uh, is Cupid or what's his deal? Is he a god? What's his deal? (laughs) I think maybe. He's either Uh, a god or he was created just for Valentine's Day. (laughs) <laughs> but wasn't there there's a cupid like there's a god right he did that sort of shit so, right yeah but I, I had to be in charge so yeah. <laughs> what about like uh uh what was the lady who was uh it's not diameter <laughs> but it's like, oh, it's like Demeter yeah Demeter? I think it's Demeter right but uh alright well we get the idea you won again we get the idea <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> that was a tough one we were getting to the point where it was definitely gonna be Having a stretch. <laughs> uh, let's try a green category to see what that is. Do a nice easy one here. Hopefully, anyway. Oh no! I mean, this is <laughs> good for me, but <laughs> we'll see how characters in fighting video games. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I'll just go through all the uh, Mortal Kombat ones, right? Yeah. Uh, you watched that Street Fighter movie, so that. Uh, okay. Oh, that's right. Uh, Sub Zero, <laughs> Scorpion. Molina. Reptile. Uh, <laughs> Ray, Raiden, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Johnny Cage. Not afraid to die. Was it the Jax, that uh, big guy with the yeah, metal arms? Robot arms, yeah. yeah. Sonya Blade. Um, what's uh, Ryu, right? Yeah, sure. Well, Shao Kahn. Uh, what's the other? Yeah, we just watched fucking Street Fighter. <laughs> so many dumb characters in there that. Um, Eileen Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh? What the hell was uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's name in that? Uh, I know it. Uh, well, what about the little monster guy too? Oh yeah. He's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, get Jimmy somewhere. Uh, I mean, I guess Double Dragon, I think one of their names was Jimmy. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I guess there is fighting in that game, so I guess we have to count it. 
<laughs> Pulled that one out. <laughs> we'll go with Bob Guile. There it is. I think of, yep. Was that Van Dam? Mm-hmm. Uh, Katana, right? She yeah, there it. you go. About Sindel, the mother of uh, Katana and Molina. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know they had a mother. <laughs> you have a mother? <laughs> what's, the name of, what's the name of that movie? Miami. Miami Connection, yeah. Connection. <laughs> you have a father? <laughs> well, I mean, what kind of a fight, uh, fighting game like Tekken? I uh, I know there's a character yeah, named Birdie, right, in Tekken, all right? Because I, I I watch a lot of Up, Up, Down, Down, and Xavier Woods and the WWE superstars. They they play a lot of Tekken and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a character named Birdie who's uh, supposed to be, like, so good that they don't even let people use him. Oh, you shouldn't use Birdie. He's too good or whatever. One of them kills. I haven't played the recent Tekkens. I don't remember a Birdie from back in the day, but there very well could be now. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I like, I'll Google it up to confirm, but, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give it to you. That's that's fine. Um, what about smoke? Oh yeah, the the gray sub zero. Yeah. Um, just to yeah, birdie. Uh, oh, birdie Street Fighter, not Tekken. Oh um, okay. Street Fighter Alpha or whatever. But yeah, he's like this big dude with a yellow mohawk. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, uh, what's the uh uh. uh Chun, was it? Shoot, the the girl in Street Fighter is it Chun Li? <laughs> Chun Li? Yeah, yeah, did it. <laughs> I remember no her big God. thighs. Yeah. <laughs> yep, kept getting bigger <laughs> every game. <laughs> uh, I'll go with Rain, the Purple Ninja. I don't even remember that one. Is that Mortal Kombat? Rain. Yep. Maybe in the later Mortal Kombat's, but um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other Mortal Kombat ones. Did we, uh, oh, who's the, uh, Kung Lee, right? Wasn't he the guy that jumped? Or, uh, oh no, uh, <laughs> I know his name. You should remember because we did a whole game about his, uh, his name back in the day. Really? <laughs> what was his name? He did that uh, jump leaping like tiger kick or whatever. Yeah, yeah he did a like, bicycle kick. And he'd scream real loud. <laughs> yep, he's very Bruce Lee-esque. Is it like a Lao in his name? L-A-U or something? Uh, close, yeah. Lu. Kung Lu? Or Kung Lao? Uh, or King? I don't know. What is it? I'll give it to you, Kung Lao. Kung Lao is his like cousin, the one with the hat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like the razor blades. Oh, in. okay. I thought that was Raiden. Who was Raiden? Was the guy with the lightning? Yeah. But didn't he have a wacky hat too? Yeah, he had like one of those those you know like Chinese hats, whatever you, whatever you call that. Uh, the guy who <laughs> did the, the kick uh, was it? Is there like a Lee L I in his name? Uh, it's L I U. So what is it all together? <laughs> Kang. Kang Lu? Lu Kang. Lu Kang. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I was going to say, Kang Lu doesn't sound that, that, that at all familiar. But yeah, Lu Kang. All right, yeah, that does sound. Uh, all right, uh, I don't know. I think we've named all the original Mortal Kombat, right? Um, uh, actually, no, we didn't say Kano. 
Okay, Kano. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right. that was mine. <laughs> you said Kung Lao. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I, th- I thought I had, uh, I thought I had Kung Lo, and then you did Kang, Lee Kang, and then. Oh, okay. Did Kano. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm done. You got me. I can't, I can't beat you in this game, Jack. I am not a good drunk driver. You are way better than I am. Should have thought of the Marvel versus Capcom. You could have just named Marvel characters. Uh, Marvel Smash <laughs> characters. I would have been there. Oh. <laughs> Hey, this month I got Lady Deathstrike, X-23, and Silver Samurai. I got, That's uh, pretty good. Yeah. So. I wish they'd get Lady Deathstrike in um, Marvel Puzzle Quest. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She murders everybody on the other side who has less power than her. And your side, too. So you can pull off. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, she's a <laughs> badass. But you can pull off some combos and everything, so it's pretty cool. All right, I think next month is Loki month. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're getting like alligator Loki and all that stuff. All uh, you're getting a main Loki and you're getting a, a uh, what's his face? Uh, Owen Wilson, Mobius. Oh, okay. That's I'm sure who everyone's been clamoring yeah. for. And you're getting that other lady. Uh, I don't know. So like the lady Loki? Uh, Not the lady Loki. The uh, lady who's in the uh, TVA. Oh. Can't remember. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Care about her even less than I care about Mobius. <laughs> and you're that, that big cloud thing that murders everybody on that planet. <laughs> Iolith monster from Lost. Yeah, Eliath or something. I think it's called. But uh, oh, I, I think cool. Loki. <clears throat> I think Loki's gimmick is you play him and you get copies of your opponent's hand, but everyone has plus one power or something. I think. So I don't know something like that. All right, so uh, I think uh, are we done with drunk driving? You uh... <laughs> let's do one more green, just to uh, even right. it out. Ooh, it, it like Family Feud, <clears throat> like Family Feud. This is worth more points than every other round. So if I get this, <laughs> yes, that's how all game shows should work. <laughs> yes. Did you say Sega Genesis games? Yep, Sega Genesis games. NHL hockey. Cousin Nick was not good at this category. Yeah. <laughs> he was born in like 98 um, <laughs> I'm going to go with X-Men NHL 93 <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with There's an Sonic one. the Hedgehog <laughs> NHL yeah. 94 <laughs> Hell has no fury like a woman scorned for Sega <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Streets of Rage 2. NHL 96. Notice I said 95. <laughs> I don't think no there 95. Was I don't think there was. <laughs> NHL 96. There had to have been, but I don't remember it at all. So, uh, and NHL yeah. 96 stunk. So then I, uh, I, I quit playing it after that. But, um. <laughs> uh, I'll go with Earthworm Jim. John Madden Football. <laughs> And then Madden 93, Madden 94, <laughs> Madden 90. All right, we'll skip all the Maddens. <laughs> um, Comic Zone. Remember that game? I do not. It was like this guy, because like, he was like, the levels were kind of like comic book panels. And you could like travel between them. Never saw that at all in my life. Yeah. Uh, what about the Shinobi? That was their big ninja game. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Echo the Dolphin. 
Now, Ninja Gaiden, or G-A-I-D and Gaiden, wasn't that also on Sega? Ninja Gaiden? That was a Nintendo game. I don't believe they made anything. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you're right. Original NES. Yeah. Again, I'm very old. I, uh, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Basically, I just played Madden in NHL. <laughs> That's all you needed. So, I know, I'm hurting here, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, Sega Genesis. I did uh, for Sega Genesis CD. Does that count? I had uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. I remember I had that, game. <laughs> that game was great. Like the first night we got it, it was great. Uh, but then you know, once you solve all the murders, you're, you're done in your. Oh spirit. yeah. How many were there? Only like three or something. Yeah. Like, oh, I think so. You'd be busy <laughs> yeah, for we three hours. Get out that night. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, that's a game you rent rather yep. than buy. I found that out the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Booger Man. <laughs> you just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a real one. I remember that game. <laughs> hey, uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Oh yeah, Todd and I would play that. <laughs> we had a good time playing. <laughs> um, I know there was a Castlevania game for the Genesis, but I can't yeah. remember the name of it. So you're oh. safe. Just say Castlevania. I'm gonna go with. Okay, Castlevania. It's been on every platform <laughs> imaginable. Yeah. Like, uh, let's see, uh, Sega Genesis games. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing there's several Sonics, but um, yep. What? Uh, there's. Uh, would there have been a Mega Man, or is that a Nintendo property? That's yeah, cool. you know what? There was one Genesis game I know they made for Mega Man. I'm just trying to think what other games I had, and man, it is rough. I. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 2. Um, um, I'm going to go with the Mega Man entry of Mega Man The Wily Wars, which was basically a recreation of the first three Mega Man games, but with, like, Sega Genesis graphics. There was a WWE game I remember playing. My buddy had it. Oh, he brought it yeah. Home. I think Pete had that, too, actually. I can't remember what the exact name was. I, I don't know if it was SummerSlam or something like that. or But, uh... Some sort of WWE game. That's good enough. <laughs> Close enough. I can't. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm trying to think back of the games I had. It's all just hockey and football. That's pretty much it. Oh, I remember a game I used to. My dad's friend always had it, and we always I always remember playing the first level a bunch, and never any the rest of the game. So I'm not sure how the rest of it is, but I love that first level, Altered Beast. I do remember that game. I never played it. But uh, yeah, I do remember fun. it existing. Like the only reason I got a Genesis was so I could play NHL hockey. That was it. <laughs> the only reason. That was the be all end all. <laughs> yeah, because Todd had it and I didn't have it, and then I was like, "Well, I got to get it because I got to play NHL hockey." And <laughs> I mean, yeah. I had ice hockey for NES. That's just the yeah. <laughs> nah, not really. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, you can be a fat guy or a little skinny guy. Well, uh, but speaking of the hockey, uh, Mario Lemieux hockey. Uh, Lemieux had his own hockey game. For, and uh, Oh, wow. I actually went to the mall to buy it one day, and they, they didn't have it, and uh, which I lucked out because apparently it's <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Mary, what are you doing? I know. Crap. So I just stuck with NHL then. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm going to go with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Hyperstone Heist. Holy hell. The Genesis version <laughs> of Turtles in Time. <laughs> wow, all right, that's way more than I know about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I play that on the emulator all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just can't think of any other games I've played. I had to have more <laughs> games than that, though. I mean. Yeah. Oh, you know what? There's a, a Barbie game. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when uh, this was years ago, uh, a fella, one of our listeners, I can't remember his name now because I'm a creep, but uh, he lived in like Serbia or something. And he sent us uh, a Sega Genesis. And one of the games was Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> he knew uh, we were fans of NHL, so it, like it had an NHL, and then it had a Barbie game in there for some reason. And uh, they uh, had a Barbie NHL game. Yeah, oh, there you go. I was playing hockey. But yeah, I think I'm tapping out after Barbie. I I can't remember anything. <laughs> else. I'll go with Maximum Carnage. Oh, a Spider-Man game. Yeah. Yeah, again, sometimes I remember playing a Spider-Man game, but I think that was probably on the Nintendo though. That. Um, I can't remember. Like, what was the one where uh, you, uh, you had to fight the Sinister Six and like you had to beat Sandman up and you had to lure him back to the fire hydrant and kick open the fire hydrant? Yeah, I think that may have been on Sega or possibly Super Nintendo, possibly both. Well, I never had Super Nintendo, so I must have been on Sega then. Yeah. So, was, all right, well there you go. That's how you play Drunk Driver. Anyway. <laughs> yep. Jank, jank one. <laughs> I would tell you to go to uh, thegamecrafter.com to buy it, but it's actually not up there. <laughs> I'm guessing it, it would have been way more entertaining if Ed was here. You know, yep. Ed would have <laughs> had some very good answers. But uh, sorry, answers for sure. <laughs> Let's uh, look at the conspiracy world. Hey, the uh, government put out a new website about uh, space monkeys. I, don't know if uh, I guess the URL is a a o r dot M-I-L. Ooh, it rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. It's going to be very easy for people <laughs> to remember. And uh, the, the website, it's All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. That's what AAR stands for. <laughs> okay. And here's the director's message on the front page of the website. Welcome to the website for the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. Our team of experts is leading the U.S. government's efforts to address unidentified anomalous phenomena, UAP, using a rigorous scientific framework and data-driven approach. Since its establishment in July 2022, AARO, uh, isn't that where you join when you retire? Yeah. <laughs> it's very close, yeah. You get, you get 15% off on movie tickets, I believe. It's taking important <laughs> steps. Oh, why do they change it to UAPs? <laughs> yeah. To improve uh, data collection, standardize reporting requirements, and mitigate the potential threats to safety and security pay, uh, posed by UAP. We look forward to using this site to regularly update the public about AARO's work and findings and to provide a mechanism for UAP reporting. Thank you for visiting. Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, Director. And uh, then it says the mission, minimize technical and intelligence surprise by synchronizing scientific intelligence and operational detection, identification, attribution, and mitigation of unidentified anomalous phenomena in the vicinity of national security areas. Oh, boy. 
That's like a more complicated acronym than SHIELD. And here's its vision. This is different than its mission. <laughs> Unidentified anomalous phenomena are effectively and efficiently detected, tracked, analyzed, and managed by way of normalized DOD intelligence community and civil business practices. By adherence to the highest scientific and intelligence tradecraft standards, and with the greatest transparency and shared awareness. That made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, and they yeah. also have and some, some space monkeys and use civil business on them. <laughs> and they have semicolons <laughs> fly in there. That licenses to fly around. They don't really need the semicolons in there either. But, uh, <laughs> unidentified anomalous semicolons. Um, so, yeah, then they got a bunch of other stuff here. And they got UAP reporting trends coming soon. U.S. government UAP related program activity reporting. Uh, current operational UAP reporting. Uh, they say military personnel should report through their command of service and acceptance with gen admin joint staff. Civilian pilots are encouraged to promptly report UAP sightings to air traffic control. And then they have a link to U- official UAP videos. Oh. Uh, here we go. If only this wasn't a radio show, we could watch some of those. <laughs> yeah, the sound effects people would be like, what the hell is that? Uh, education and resources. And uh, they also have a fact. Let's hmm. see what the frequently asked questions are. How can I share like information? Their way to keep the information away from people is just make it so boring that they yeah. don't even want to look at this website. Yeah, the, yeah, the website's very dull. It's uh, <laughs> it's not jazzy. No pizzazz. Yeah. You need some naked ladies on there or something. What are the leading explanations to account for UAP reports? No single explanation addresses the majority of UAP reports. We are collecting as much data as possible, following the data where it leads, and sharing our findings wherever possible. We will not rush to conclusions in our analysis. In many cases, observed phenomena are classified as unidentified simply because sensors were not able to collect enough information to make it positive attribution. Uh, Common objects causes frequently reported as UAP include airborne clutter, (laughs) commercial or scientific balloons, commercial (laughs) commercial or military aircraft, Unmanned aerial vehicles, i.e. drones, space launches, satellites, celestial objects. They didn't put swamp gas in there. Usually you always hear swamp gas. <laughs> yeah, they missed out on that one. Has the department found any evidence of extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial technology? No. Examination of UAP sightings is ongoing. AARO uses a rigorous scientific framework and data-driven approach to better understand UAP, we will follow the science wherever it leads. No, if they actually found anything, they would not tell us about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like, like a lot of work. Separate department that's a lot more secure. If you haven't found anything, it seems like a lot of work. Why are you doing all this if you haven't found yeah. anything? A waste of money. Um, yeah, I don't know. This this isn't too exciting. So. <laughs> And there it is. You can go check it out for yourself. A-A-R-O.M-I-L. Totally different than A-A-R-P. You can also get discounts on your dinners. <laughs> participating restaurants. Like Bob Evans. Old Country Buffet before 3 p.m. Yeah. Have yourself a dinner. So there you go. 
some developments in the UFO phenomenon, maybe. But apparently it's not, because they say no. We have not found <laughs> not anything. <laughs> not even the used condom wrapper. <laughs> All right, so let's look at the conspiracy subreddit. The first topic, video on human trafficking in Haiti and the Clintons taken off YouTube with no explanation. I think that's your explanation, that it's talking about the Clintons and the tra- child trafficking in Haiti. That's why it's uh, taken off YouTube. Yep. The CIA helped spread crack cocaine in black ghettos for nearly a decade and helped create the modern drug cartel network by funding the biggest Nicaraguan Contra drug dealers. Yep. <laughs> there you go. That's Nicaragua. A, let me tell you how complicated <laughs> that place is. That's a Green Lantern <laughs> reference. From flea market <laughs> fantasy. Yeah. Uh, here's a beauty. Uh, from the movie Idiocracy, they show a picture of Luke Wilson, and he has a prison number. And someone says, I saw this movie Idiocracy last year. And notice the number, which appears to be a date. In parentheses, I may be reading into this too much. And yeah, you are. It's just a prison number that they <laughs> they put on. Mike Judge is not. Uh, that's his name, right? Mike Judge. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He he's not uh, putting some hidden message in idiocracy. It's all right there on the surface for you to see. <laughs> yeah. What do they think this date is going to be? In this guy's mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, I guess it would be October 4th, 2023. So maybe. Oh. But, I mean, it's just a prison number. Don't worry. Yeah. About it. I mean, his name was not sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much you can read into these things. <laughs> Texas now wants to make it illegal to use Texas highways to travel out of the state for abortion services. This is fascism, full stop. This is the opposite of conservative small government, where Texans travel was no one's business but their own. Yeah, give me one. How you police that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. How would you possibly random spot checks to be like, "Hey, you getting an abortion today? <laughs> you look pretty pregnant to me, lady. Where are you going? <laughs> We're gonna check you when you come back. You better still be pregnant. Hey, Carmela, put some clothes on. And, uh, <laughs> call back to Carmela being pregnant and half naked. Uh, police state coming soon to a town near you, and then you click the little picture. It says. This is from the Washington Post. The New York Police Department announced Thursday that an unmanned aircraft will survey large outdoor gatherings, including private events in the city's five boroughs, to make sure they don't get too unruly. (laughs) Just just drones flying above you. And what if you do get unruly? Then what's going to happen? They release the gas? If you get unruly, the first thing you do is take out a drone. Like, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, sad. Um, here's another post. I'm told that cutting a fence on January 6th is terrorism, according to recent sentencing. Let's find the terrorist and bring them to justice. And then there's a link to a picture of a uh, article. I don't say where this is from. Undercover cop caught cutting fences on January 6th. New evidence intensifies suspicious surrounding suspicions surrounding key uh, Fed surrection player. I guess that's a little nickname for it. Feds. Yeah, the whole thing was just <laughs> undercover FBI agents. Doing stuff to incite the crowd. Uh, look up a fellow named Ray Epps. Uh, it's but yeah, just no one wants to admit it. What does it all mean? And then you click uh, the picture. Uh, Admiral Byrd dies 1957. NASA created 1958. Antarctic Treaty created 1959. In December 2019, the month coronavirus. Officially began, Jacob Rothschild posed with the witch Marina Abramovich in front of a painting called Satan Summoning His Legions. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the islands down in the Antarctic, they're named for, like, uh, 
Well, one's called the Omicron or the Omicron Iceland Island, and one's Delta Island, and oh, coordination. Yes, yeah, so all these islands are named Keep after Peninsula. Coronavirus. <laughs> and uh, some of the other islands are named uh, Rothschild Island, and they're named after a bunch of uh, famous people and whatnot. So yeah, Antarctica is very strange. Uh, <laughs> Like all all the conspiracies, uh, Admiral Byrd, you know, he's the guy who went down and explored it. There are people saying that he had a diary and he talked in his diary about uh, seeing aliens and stuff down there and uh, underground caverns and whole societies living underground. Then they say, well, that's obviously a forged diary. It's not really a real diary. Uh, This is Operation High Jump. You can read up on this. But, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff down there. And uh, remember a couple of years ago, a bunch of famous politicians and stuff were going to Antarctica for some meeting. And this was a uh, pre-COVID. But uh, it's uh, I don't know. Who knows what's going on? But we'll never know because no one's going to go down to Antarctica and find yeah, out. It's too damn cold. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not yeah. going. And they won't even let you go in certain areas of it. So, um, yeah. The word is like Nazi bases down there. You know, like uh, aliens. Oh, that's where Hitler really went. Not Argentina. <laughs> So who knows? Or that's where they clone the folks, you know, all these old fucks. Oh, they get cloned down there in Antarctica. So, of course. Oh, when you're not on the list, you can release the list. It takes down all of your enemies at once. Strategy. It makes perfect sense. And now we click the picture. It says uh, presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy has promised to publish the Jeffrey Epstein client list should he be elected. Yeah, okay. He's not going to do that. And uh, this fellow here, this Vivek, I'm sure they're going to be pushing him hard. in their rep, But he's also a young uh, leader from the World Economic Forum. Pretty much every world leader goes through the World Economic Forum, their little uh, program. Like even Putin was a young leader for the World Economic <laughs> Forum. So... Yeah, anyone connected to them, don't trust. Just they, uh, they're all in it together. He's not connected to them, doesn't have the money to actually get any kind yeah, of. Yeah, you're never going to be elected, but. Yeah. <laughs> but whenever they come out acting like they're your friend, they're not. They're, uh, it's all bullshit. Um, uh, UK police recklessly ignored decades of sexual abuse by predominantly Pakistani Muslim gangs on British Sikh women because of political correctness. I could believe that. Time to name the clients. J.P. Morgan flagged over one billion in suspicious Epstein transfers. Yeah, well, they're never going to name the clients. They're never going to do anything, so don't worry about it. In 2019, anonymous Swedish image board user somehow knew a lot about COVID vaccines. Uh oh, look out. Hmm. Yeah, you never know. This could be a forged little image, though. So who knows? Real point reading that. Trust any of this, anything, <laughs> even when it sounds legit. Inflation, a conversion, a conversation worth having. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's for sure. Man, even cat litter's up like two bucks. You know, it's like, man. Yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., big pharma, had to discredit ivermectin to keep emergency youth authorization for vaccines in place. Yes, we've talked about that many times. Proof that at least 100 circulating Omicron variants were designed and made in the lab and that all variants since Wuhan are likely deliberately created. Because hmm. it, se- it seems like the uh, they're pushing the COVID again pretty hard. So. Yeah, that's what they say. Coming back. The vengeance. 
Eyewitness report British Prince Andrew seen boarding helicopter with two underage kids while visiting Ukraine. Hmm. That guy's a creep. Uh, half of vaccinated people never stop producing spike protein, new study found. Spike protein. Yeah, it's the thing that, you know, that COVID, spike protein in COVID is what's dangerous. So they put it in the vaccine and they inject it in you. And they say, oh, it's going to stay in your shoulder muscle. And your body yeah. will learn to fight it. But sad, it doesn't stay in your shoulder muscle. It goes through your body. And then the spike proteins fuck up every, you know, uh, other organs and whatnot. This won't end the way they want it to end. Then you click the picture. Adam Schiff. I am glad to hear that Judge McAfee has decided to allow Donald Trump's court proceedings in the Georgia election interference case to be broadcast live. Allowing for greater transparency in the judicial process. Every American deserves to see justice being done. So I don't know what that is. It's all just a big fucking puppet show. It's, yeah. Uh, don't worry about any of that. Today, the U.N. will publish its next draft of a bill which will remove all your rights to privacy. U.N. cybercrime treaty negotiations enter final phase. Time is running short to bolster human rights. And that's the uh, title of the article. All right, I don't know anything about that. Dr. David Martin is making the rounds as a good guy, exposing the cabal, but he's compromised. I don't know who David or Dr. David Martin is. No, can it help you? I already didn't trust him because I don't know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> then here's just an image breaking down the uh, number of flu cases every year compared to the number of COVID cases. And, yeah, the flu magically disappeared when COVID came in. Uh, <laughs> the quality of the movies, music, and culture is gener- in general is going down. Yeah, that's been yeah. for many years. <laughs> I don't know if it's a... Yeah, but it's, it's, it's escalating at an exponential rate. I think it's the whole TikTokization of culture, right? Everything's yeah. short and stupid. <laughs> Twitter will now collect biometric data, including your job and education history. Oh. Huh. Twitter. I guess it's X. Yeah. I guess so. That's the worst name ever. Yeah. Basically a sign you've given up trying. Well, I guess he has that SpaceX and everything's X and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You gotta have some. I mean, it's hard to look up just. Well, Google you took a, X. You took a real <laughs> shot at Charles Xavier there. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm not suicidal or anything, but I'm fascinated to know what happens when we die. Does everything just go back and we lose consciousness forever? It's, it's nice that you're asking that important question, but no one's going to have the answer, so. Yeah, no one can answer that until they can't answer you. Yeah, uh, Mitch McConnell frees up. Yeah, this Mitch McConnell fella, he froze up again. Because it's one thing you want is uh, old, uh, very, very old people who can't speak or form sentences to run the, <laughs> to run the country. That's what you really want now. They truly are the best of us. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's a headline. Or, uh, severe danger is coming. What do you think that could be? Godzilla. Yeah. Um, so the whole uh, things are beyond insane. We are dealing with psychopaths who are losing their power. All signs point to the fact that severe danger is coming. And that's it. That's the whole. Yeah, this is why the subreddit blows. <laughs> is it coming on the day that that idiocracy prison number? Yeah. Has Chris Carter from X-Files ever been on Joe Rogan? 
Is that really a thing you need to put on the conspiracy library? Yeah. You, you could Google that. Find that out. <laughs> yeah, again, slim pickings. Uh, They're not really trying so hard these days. No. Someone do some research. Wait, I did find uh, <clears throat> earlier this week I stopped by and I bookmarked a uh, post. So I thought there might be something interesting in it. Let's go back and see. Yeah, all right. So someone asked for uh, uh, anybody. Can anybody suggest a good conspiracy to invest in? Like this person said they were bored and they just want uh, to spend the night researching something. So they ask people for suggestions. So let's see what people suggest. Someone posted a collection of research material, and it's pretty extensive. So that's pretty good. Uh, here's someone talking about the uh, what is it, Laurel Canyon, where all the LSD stuff was going on, and uh, Charles Manson. We talked about this with. Once upon a time in Hollywood, how Charles Manson was connected to things and secret history of the 60s. Uh, yeah, a lot of the uh, singers had like connections to the government. Like uh, here's a person making a list. Jim Morrison was the son of a uh, admiral piling, who piloted the warship involved in the phony Gulf of Tonkin incident. He used to start Vietnam War. Frank Zappa was the son of a chemical warfare specialist at a facility implicated in MKUltra. John, John wow. Phillips from the Mama and the Papas was the son of a military intelligence officer. Uh, Stephen Steeles from Crosby, Stills & Nash, product of a career military family. David Crosby, son of a military intelligence officer. Jackson Brown was the son of an OSS officer. Joan Baez was the daughter of a CIA officer. <laughs> Wow, it's pretty, pretty, a little crazy when you look at it that way. Uh, oh, Kurt Cobain murder theory. Look at that. Someone just that. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah. A lot of posts, but no one really putting anything new here. Uh, oh, the Denver airport. That was always a good one back in the day. All the weird shit around the Denver airport. Uh, the Secret History of Money by Mike Maloney. Then there's just people posting links to videos. Uh, yeah, so this thread isn't really, this post <laughs> isn't really offering up too much and interesting. Oh, and Dan. Uh, uh, Pizzagate? Yeah, well, we've talked about Pizzagate a few times, <laughs> I think. It may have come up once. <laughs> uh, Tartaria or Hidden Earth. <clears throat> I think that refers to like there was a civilization like known civilization is much older than we believe it is. And like there's a lot of like uh, like old cities. There's evidence of, like there's um, how do I want to put this? Like the the ground used to be uh, much higher, apparently, or something. I don't know. Um, OK, like higher above sea level. Yes. And so. I, it's I don't know I think that's what they're talking about here because the other version is Hollow Earth which kind of goes back to Antarctica and that inside the Earth there's a whole civilization and 
that they just live in there. So like the UFOs, they're actually some of them are coming from the. They're not coming from outer space. They're coming from, from inside. inside the house. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the caller <laughs> is inside the house. <laughs> Uh, the the Franklin cover up. Uh, we've talked about that again. That's a uh, old pedophilia, child government, child trafficking stuff. Uh, the creature from Jekyll Island. That's how the uh, Federal Reserve got made. We talked about that years ago. Uh, um, Jesuits. <laughs> I guess I can look up. <laughs> wow, I'm taking <laughs> shots at the Jesuits. Uh, Cointel Pro 2.0. Uh, JFK to 9/11. Everything is a rich man's trick. Mm, all right. Well, yeah. There's nothing we're learning here. So. Hmm. All right. There it is. Bad so, job by uh, with the message board there. Yeah, the message board's garbage. Right. Again, like since 2016, it's been garbage. Uh, so before then, you can find some stuff, but not since then. All right. Uh, again, go to aaro dot mil and get bored out of your mind while trying to read about UFOs. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, that's about it. All right. Anything else, Jank? I think we're done here. I think so. So thanks to the Ed for being whipped and not showing up to do fake radio. Yeah. Sad day. But next week, Larry will be here and uh, we'll recap the fantasy draft. What do you think? Do you think Ed's going to be able to log into Yahoo? Not a chance in hell. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling I'm going to get a, a desperate phone call right before the draft. <laughs> yeah, you think you would, you know, get on top of that beforehand, but that's know, why. I, until I, when he told me he couldn't come on the show, I said, "All right, just remember the draft is Sunday, four o'clock Eastern. Make sure you're there." And he's like, "Yeah, I'll be there." So yeah, we'll we'll see. <laughs> but uh, like, he didn't even change his team name last year. Like, he still thinks his team name is Monkey Nuts, but it's not. <laughs> Because this is a new oh, league really? we started, so his team just says Ed's Extraordinary Team, because that's like the name Yahoo gives you. Like it just puts ex- oh, no. stupid names like that unless you change it. So he was Ed's Extraordinary Team all last year, <laughs> but he thinks he's Monkey Nuts, but he doesn't know how to change his. Wow. Yeah. So did he just auto draft last year and he never logged in at all? I, I think he. I thought he was there. Uh, hmm. He's just a crazy old man. All right, so that'll be next week. And uh, Flea Market Fantasy right now, the X-Terminators is up there. Uh, again, we're at two down weeks in a row for the, the Flea Market Fantasy. Oh, no. I, th- I think, uh, what did we do the week before that? Uh, that was Blue Devil, yeah. Yeah, Blue Devil, it ended up in the 40s, I think. So it rallied a little bit. But uh, X-Terminators right now, I think it's at 22. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No one likes the exterminators. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, we just recorded Doom Patrol last night, though. That's going to be gangbusters. People are, oh, yeah. People run into their neighbor's house to knock on their door and tell them about this podcast. Doom Patrol. you got to listen to this. But that's just setting the stage for the week after when Jank picked the detective chimp story. Yeah, that's right. That's That'll bring cool. the boys to the yard. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be famous. <laughs> Detective Chimp. All right, so I guess that's it. And uh, thanks to Jank for uh, bringing that game along, even though I stunk at it. And uh, thanks to Pete. I don't know why. Just, <laughs> yeah. He, he did all the legwork on that game. 
So until next week, pass the Monchichi Governor Gabby. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Thank you very much.